in some of the big sporting competitions, the importance of momentum is really obvious. So you look at the golf and the performances of the winning players on the third and fourth days at the big, the Masters. If you look at the English Premier League, Manchester City, Liverpool and Arsenal now are getting into momentum to put forward their challenge to win um, the Premier League this year. Man City have done it consistently for the last now four years. It's no different to sales. I think one of the biggest challenges that sales leaders have is building momentum within their sales teams. Not only building momentum, but sustaining momentum. And you get these periods across the year, the beginning of the calendar year in January, the beginning or the end of the financial year, where the business needs to rally everyone together and put a different type of effort in to um, increase the outbound activity, to increase sales velocity, but just to genuinely, generally get more energy behind the sales function. And that is really, really important that you're able to do that when you need to uh, proactively or when you need to in response to adverse economic conditions or an attack or an onslaught from your competition or for whatever reason. It's really important that you're in control of that. And if you're managing a team or if you're a business owner, sometimes you can lose sight of the importance of that uh, psychological driver, the momentum. It's not only psychological, there will be clear uh, measurements that you can take of that momentum taking shape. But a lot of the time you're focused on process, you're focused on messaging, you're focused on marketing and momentum is the glue that will bind your sales team's success. When there are so many things that we can't control, the economy, what the competition do, market forces, behavior of customers, we should try as hard as we can to ensure that the momentum that we're able to generate works for the team in pushing sales forward, in pushing outreach, in pushing sales velocity. And that's kind of down to the behavior of the sales manager and how and the sales leaders and how they drive their teams. But the responsibility lies firmly with the salespeople. I remember 10 or 15 years ago, living in Belfast and walking around the city, listening to a podcast, um, Michael Gervais and the Find a Mastery podcast, where he was interviewing Angela Duckworth, who was the who is the author of the book uh, Grit all about performance and resilience and I remember their podcast because I had sent them a message on Twitter saying listening to the podcast from Belfast and Angela Duckworth came back and asked me how the title was. She had clearly had a, an understanding of Belfast having lived there and studied at Queen's or lectured at Queen's I'm not sure and Michael Gervais also had been to um, Belfast and it was in that podcast where I had first been introduced to the idea of the flow state. Um, I mean, I'd understood it from before, but they talked about the flow state and they talked about being in the zone. And they had referenced a um, another psychologist, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, and that's taken me a good 10 minutes to work out how to pronounce that, but he is um, a Hungarian USA uh, psychologist who had introduced the whole notion of flow. Um, flow is a psychological state 
characterized by the complete absorption in an activity where the person or persons are fully immersed and focused on what they are doing. We would normally talk about it being in the zone. Um, and it's not just in sales. It can be in sport. It can be in art, painting or writing or cooking or gardening. It's whenever you lose yourself to what you're doing. Um, it's described as the state of optimal experience where individuals feel that their skills are perfectly matched to the challenge that they face, which in turn leads to a sense of fulfillment and satisfaction. So the reason I'm talking about this today is that I had been working with a sales team this last two or three weeks and trying to get this momentum up, seeing them once a week and talking about their activities and trying to get them to outside of the meeting to be as effective as they can with their own time. And what I had suggested to some of them was that I would, if they could offer me three hours of pure flow sales, I would give them the rest of the day off. And we discussed how that would look and why it might be worth talking about. And the idea is that three hours of undiluted sales means literally that you're moving every single distraction away from your desk. You're taking control of your inbound messaging. You turn off your notifications on your phone, you turn off your emails, you turn off everything that will distract you. You put yourself into a room where you can't be distracted. You have done as much research as you possibly can on everybody you're about to connect with. You don't email people out. Um, you just connect with people to get momentum. Um, Stephen Kotler, who, who's a fairly f famous writer in marketing, talks about flow following focus, and he references your man as well. Um, and he talks about people being in a state of flow are so concentrated in the task at hand that they lose track of time and they're not aware of the distractions. And so to get to that point, you need to create those circumstances where you're not going to be distracted that you have got a time measurement, whether you break it down into an alarm or, you know, those Pomodoro chunks of 45 minutes or 90 minutes, and you take complete control of all of your activities. So easier said than done, I know, because it's all well and good trying to coach people into them creating these ideal circumstances when really life kind of carries you away you have got other things to do in sales. You have got admin, you have got mileage forms, you've got emails, you've got to ring back irate customers, you've got to follow up on prospects. There's a whole bunch of stuff that you need to do and that happens five days a week. But if you don't take control of that and if you don't make sales or proactive selling the most important part of your day, you will intersperse that with other things to do. and. People talk about golden hours and power hours where you go hard for an hour and then you're back into the grind of admin and so on and so forth. For me, it's about giving yourself time to focus exclusively on what is the most important part of your job, and that is revenue generation. Um, so trying to get into a state of flow isn't easy. And for some people, it may be impossible, but it can happen. So you need to try and create conditions and an environment um, as close to optimal as possible. And you need to have some kind of sense of direction for what you're trying to do. All right, so there's no just 
you can't just come in and close the door and draw the curtains and get stuck into making phone calls. You need to have a uh, create that controlled environment as best you can. So all your research is done. You're coming in with all the information you need. You've got as much water around you that you need. You've got coffee or whatever it is that you need. You've got whatever music in the background, whatever it is to create that environment. Um, and I know that every sales leader probably doesn't want, want to hear this or wouldn't want to say it to their MD, but I would exchange them three hours of intense proactive sales and give them the rest of the day off. I, I honestly would, because if you try and do some maths around three hours of um, focused and time that has you've you've given yourself goals so that you must speak to 30 people or you need to speak to 10 of these people five of these people you've got to do x y and z if you give yourself or the salesperson gives themselves a clear sense of what must be achieved that's within reason that they can do it it could be some really really healthy time spent selling because when in the state of flow you are thinking differently you're less distracted, you have got a sense of clarity about what's required and your execution is heightened. And I think about being in the zone or being at that state of flow. You look at other athletes, you look at other people. Um, I give you one example that I really used to love um, referencing was Audie Murphy, uh, who was an actor in similar genre to a uh, John Wayne on that era, but he died in the late 60s uh, flying a plane. He was a really high octane, lived life to the fullest kind of a guy, but he was your the most decorated soldier in American military history. He had a whole bunch of Purple Hearts and uh, Medals of Valor and so on and so forth. And he had fought in the Battle of the Bulge, which is um, partly depicted in the Band of Brothers and that movie, The Longest Day. And he talked in his autobiography about being uh, in full battle with the Germans in the forests in the Ardennes and everything was in slow motion. And he almost talked about being able to swerve bullets and dodge shots because everything moved at a different pace because he was in the state of flow and the, there are other accounts of his bravery where he was shooting against Germans by himself and uh, taking his wounded colleagues back into the forest. And some of the accounts come from the German soldiers who talked about his remarkable bravery in the face of uh, aggressive fire all the time. But for Audie Murphy, he was in a state of flow and everything was at a pace that allowed him to do his job to the best of his ability. That's a really extreme example. But if you take a look at sport, you see those examples all the time. You see uh, Johnny Sexton kicking, Ronan O'Gara. You, you look at uh, the pressure on basketball. You look at player on Luke Littler in darts. He's like the kind of the most popular, probably the most talked about sports person in GB in Ireland since the start of the year. Um, they all get into a state of flow to be able to perform at that at that heightened level. So the question is, can that be done in sales? And how often in your teams do you actually suggest that they do adopt that approach? Give me three hours of your best sales time in optimized conditions. And if you if you hit these targets that we set or that you're determined to take yourself, then go home for the rest of the day, take the rest of the day off. Um, 
because most people just think it needs to be about be seen to be working, work all the time. Most salespeople think that they're busy most of the time anyway, but it's that kind of really productive work that's important to the sales effort that builds that team momentum that makes you unstoppable um, as a business development unit moving forward. If you have three or four people or five people or 80% of your team working at that pace um, where the productivity is so, so uh, highly tuned that everything they do is geared towards sales success, it's so much better than trying to kid yourself that you're going to be at work for five or six hours and that every hour is going to be productive. That's just not the way it would it would work. And of course, you know what the sales manager or the business owner is going to say. If we can get three hours really good work out of them, why can't we get eight hours really good work out of them? Or why can't we get five days a week really good work out of them? And the truth is that that's just not possible. You know, I think if we all admit that there are things that get in the way, like life, like... Um, domestic stuff like you know the spikes from drinking too much coffee and you know the distraction of wanting to talk to some of your colleagues or inbound calls or trying to follow up meetings there's a whole lot of stuff will getting get in the way logically of you being able to sustain flow and everything is time limited anyway you know that the Usain Bolt will do all his training for 9.45 seconds um, you know Premier League footballers and GAA guys all try and train through periodization to peak at the right time. So they cannot sustain a performance over 70, 80 or 90 minutes. That's just not possible all of the time. But if you focus on it and if you're setting the conditions emotionally and environmentally and practically, then who knows what could happen. One of the things that's really important if you're going to try and set this up is that you need to be really well prepared you need to have done all the legwork you need to be have all your lists and your data sets in front of you you need to have all your information in front of you your ready reckoners your sales playbooks you need to have all the names of people you need to have a definitive number of people that you want to call um, and then you have to have some spare because if you make 20 calls out and for some reason 10 of them are in a meeting or not available, then you have to have another 10 to replace that. So preparation is critical. The truth is most people will struggle with that. Getting organized and being ready is very, very difficult. And so you need to really, really make sure that you have gone into as much detail in the preparation as you possibly can. When you're in the flow state, people tend to not want to stop. So the likelihood is that if you're asking them to be in flow or to give it a good sales effort for three hours or two hours, the chances are if it's working and if they're in flow, they most likely will want to work on beyond that. A lot of the sales enablement technology we have asks the salespeople to be more efficient and effective. You know, they've got your, your dialers that automatically dial. You've got all your information to hand. You've got your CRMs that will do your e outbound emails for you. Everything is there to make the salespeople more effective or use their time better. But that doesn't take into account their emotional state of mind and how they are thinking about their work beyond just the process. It's about setting them up and making sure that you give them the chance and acknowledge the fact that three hours of really focused sales work is much better than one day or, 
or two days of bouncing around from outbound call to email where salespeople will use any excuse that they can to not actively sell like water they will find the gap and they will take the gap so it's something to think about i think momentum is really really important in sales of that there is no doubt and it's how you can create the circumstances for your team to be able to switch on to momentum when you need it when the business needs it and when they need it coming to the end of a quarter the end of a month the end of the year the beginning of the year truth is momentum is required all the time and it's just a matter of do you know what good momentum looks like do you know the effort that is required to build that big wheel movement so all of the other wheels can move thereafter it's worth thinking about the the guys i've mentioned before that find a mastery podcast is just really excellent um they do some online courses as well that will help with resilience and discipline and how to improve performance uh, angela duckworth's book is is really really good but try it out have a word with your sales teams and see what they think about maybe one day a week you do three good hour sales i'll let you go home for the rest of the day um i think your good sales people will respond well to that thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to you soon